Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name's Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Hope everyone's been well. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I've jumped on, and I and again, I, that's like the theme of this podcast. Is I say that pretty much at the beginning, or I just feel like it's been a long time. Um, but I. I'm excited to get on the microphone today. It's June 2nd. It's early in the morning. It's like 6.30 in the morning. My schedule, everything's been jam-packed. I've been so busy. Things have been so busy for the better. I feel blessed. Um, but it's definitely affected me in getting on to the podcast and recording more content, um, which is a top priority. You know, the days that I don't think about the, the days that I'm not recording the podcast, I think about how I'm setting myself back because consistency is the key to anything. And I have people who are listening and tuning in, but how am I going to be able to continue to grow that if I'm not consistent? Um, you know, and that's the thing that I think about. I started a new little jamming show um series which i haven't been consistent with either and the last post i talked about was consistency you know the thing is, is i'm i'm consistent with my other businesses but i need to be more consistent with my media production um so i've i've added to the jam and show um little video snippets um so now when i'm actually on top of it when you go to the jam and show instagram you'll see um video snippets that are much shorter than the podcast obviously the podcast is a much longer dragged out piece of content where I go into much more detail about what's going on with my business, some key insights on, on, on information that is just not publicly out there. Um, so I think that's really cool that I've added to Jam and Show. And then in the future, when I do get into more of my public mix making and creating music, it's definitely going to be dropped on the Jammin Show Instagram account and the Jammin Fitness account um, because on Jammin Show account, I do want all my media production and music to be there. But Jammin Fitness is Jammin Fitness, Jammin Fitness. So, of course, I got to get some mixes on there eventually. Um, and I will because I've definitely taken my DJ game to the next level um, over the past couple months, you know, I've been DJing now for three years, three and a half, four years, um, something like that. I think 2016, something like that. So I'm an events DJ. I've been doing events now, um, as a DJ for, like I said, three and a half, four, four and a half years, something like that without looking up the exact date. And I really enjoy it a lot while I'm a morning person. And, um, Staying up late is not really what I prefer um, most of the time. Um, I do really enjoy DJing. I love throwing down a good party. Um, I love the attention as the DJ. Um, I also like being just kind of by myself behind the DJ booth too. I feel there is less pressure behind the DJ booth than actually out in the party sometimes, even though I'm in control of the music um, and, and is what is the next song I'm going to play going to be a good song. There is pressure in that, especially at like a wedding or an event where there's a lot of dancing. You want to keep people moving the entire time. So there's definitely pressure in that and not just messing up. 
but you know, the social aspect, while I am very social, I also am very introverted at the same time, right? I don't mind keeping to myself, posting up, chilling out. You know, I just don't like wasting my time with things that aren't relevant or that cool or, or whatever. So I really don't mind working on Friday nights, Saturday nights, and um, just taking care of some, some DJ business and really growing my brand. But how I've been increased, how I've been getting better, you know, this, this is going to be, this is funny, man. So I've recently bought an Oculus Quest 2. So to some people, you don't know what that is, but to some people you do, it's virtual reality. Um, it's virtual reality, a little background as to what's going on there. So growing up, I was a big gamer, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and I played video games for a long time. Um, and, but by the time I got, you know, I would say a couple of years ago now, like two and a half, three years ago, I really stopped playing video games for a few reasons. One, I felt like every update and every new game system was just like the same thing. And I wasn't really that impressed every time there was a new release or a new game. So I eventually just got sick of it. But then also I had better things to do right now. I have a career um, and, and lots of responsibilities. So I just don't feel like I've got the time to play games. And then at the end of my day, I don't want to like play video games. I want something a little bit more mindless. Right. But if I found something that really piqued my interest, I would get back to playing video games. It's not like a protest or nothing. It's just, I've got better things to do, right? I can, I totally get what people were saying. Like back in the day, when people told me they didn't play video games, I was like, what? That's crazy. But now I totally understand, right? And, but I ended up buying the Oculus one mostly because my Xbox broke. Actually, not mostly, definitely not. The, the original reason that was the most, mostly the reason, but now the reasons evolved, right? So, I had an Xbox and even when I stopped playing my Xbox, I kept it because it was still very useful because it's in my living room. It was like my um, living room um, setup where I could play um, games and stuff, <coughs> not games, but play TV shows. Like I was able to stream my cable through the Xbox. I was able to play movies in, in the living room. So that was like an entertainment system for everybody. But then it broke when there was a power outage um, a few months ago. It totally just blew it out. So I had to get a new system just so that I can host better. Cause right now my living room has nothing to host guests really, except for music. Um, but so I went to a family friend's house and they had an Oculus there and I tried it out. And within literally one or two sessions, I literally was learning right away. Um, I was playing this like boxing game. I was very Nintendo Wii-esque, to be honest with you. Wasn't like very um, real life, but the virtual reality aspect of it was wild because you were in a new world when you put the goggles on. So the game was very Nintendo Wii-esque. And what I mean by that is anyone who's played Nintendo Wii, you know, there's like the bowling game and the boxing game and the racing game. And it's like, you have the controllers and you're, you pretend like they're steering wheels or, or whatnot. Um, right. And it's like kind of cheesy ish. So when the game I was playing was cheesy, but I was learning so much, like I was learning boxing drills and I was learning kickboxing exercises and, and conditioning moves that I can directly apply to, um, working with my clients 
right? I have this combat experience um, that other people don't. Um, quality, you know, from ranging from playing football, wrestling, lacrosse, to actually just getting into fights. I've gone into plenty of, of fist fights. Um, and I'm very comfortable with getting into an altercation. But I haven't done so much boxing classes or specifically like boxing. Um, at, I've done a lot of boxing, but not enough to say like I am like this guru in boxing. So I never was really too confident in like setting up the bags and, and really sparring with people for money. I wasn't too sure exactly the ins and outs, but in this Oculus, I was learning right away. And I was like, okay, we're on to something here. So then my dad bought an Oculus. So I, I got to play with it um, again, like a few weeks later at my parents' house. So we were at a family friend's house. We were like, oh, this is so cool. They then bought it. And then now I'm, I'm using my dad's. And we bought this game. Uh, th then we got the boxing game just like they did. But then I also got this game called Decline 2. And in my opinion, I think it was so sick. Um, you really feel like you're in a high out, like the climb to pretty much you're like rock climbing and climbing buildings and stuff. And you feel like you're at high altitude. Like if you turn, if you look down with the goggles on, it looks like you are, you, you shouldn't do that. It looks like you should not do that. <clears throat> right. And so sick. And again, I was boxing in my parents' house. I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much valuable key information. I wonder if I bought my own, what else can I do? And I really wanted to actually push my boxing for my business. People love the boxing. I'm going to get into that soon and as to why this is so cool. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, guys. Every time I get on the podcast, I like choke up in my throat. It's like, I get nervous or something, whatever. So then a few weeks go by and I, I pull the trigger and I buy the Oculus, right? Um, you know, it's, it's really not even that expensive, a couple hundred bucks. Um, and you can download all the games and stuff like internally. So you don't have to like buy discs. It's all Wi-Fi and downloads and it's right in there, right? And I turn it on and the first thing that I see is that I can buy a DJ Academy. So fucking sick, dude. So the first two games that I buy are the DJ Academy. Um, and then I buy a boxing game, which is a little more realistic. And it's the Creed boxing game. So it's the Michael B. Jordan Creed um, Rocky series boxing game. And it's sick. It's really so cool. Both of these games are so cool. And literally within a couple weeks, with well, literally within hours of putting it on and, and using it, I have already gotten smarter and increased my like I've already made I've already gotten my return on investment from using the Oculus. And I've directly applied the information that I've learned from the Oculus into direct situations right away um boxing and dj so with the dj academy so you literally are behind a, a professional dj booth and then there's a dj coach and they're teaching you 
lessons on how to mix and learn the board and do all of these things. And it's so cool. Like for me, I've been an athlete my entire life. I studied the human body in college. I studied business in college. Like I've been around sports, fitness, nutrition forever. So I've gone my 10,000 hours. I've gone way more than that. And when I work with clients and I do fitness, I have a totally different level of comfort than, than with my music. So growing up, I've always appreciated music, but I never got involved because I knew how difficult it was. And now I'm in the music industry and I'm still working on my creative, but I know how hard it is. So I'm, I'm always trying to catch up on my hours and my experience so I can continue to progress my talents. Because the only way I see this is progressing my skills, which will overall make me more money. So I literally applied the information I learned from the Oculus into DJing right away. And same thing with the boxing. And now, like, the boxing is a selling point. I've already gotten multiple new clients because the person that I was training with for boxing was a 30-minute session. She loved it. It was so effective because I was really confident with what I was doing with my experience plus the new recent information I learned. She told someone else, and they've contacted me to box, right? So – I've, I've made the experience for someone who wanted the boxing because I, I told her I could box before I got the Oculus because I knew what I was, I still knew what I was doing, but I wasn't like super confident. Then I got the Oculus. I tried, I did a couple of lessons on my own. Now I'm way more confident. Then I went into the session, super confident, knowing what I was doing. She loved it. She told a friend, that friend contacted me. Now they got some sessions, right? Then I used the DJ information that I learned right in my living room with my Oculus and I applied it directly for an event the past weekend, right? So like, this is the future in education, right? This Oculus is a unbelievable educational tool. So sick, so sick. So I don't really have so much time to be obsessed with using that, but that is a new tool and resource that I have. Um, and that's going to really improve my DJ game so much. You, you guys are gonna, the people who are listening to this right now are going to get some cool insight. Like you're going to see my DJ game progress much faster now because of this tool. Cause I'm essentially getting real lessons in the comfort of my home with real life equipment, all virtual reality, the, the future of education, no doubt, no doubt. So what else have I been up to? So, so I'm, I'm big on my, my advertising and my investing game. So recently I haven't really been investing in the market because the market's been absolute dog shit. Um, that's, you know, hasn't been like a huge focus. I've been putting a lot of my extra money into my advertising, which has always been the case. I've always been advertising the past couple of years. As you guys know, I've taken this serious investment commitment to learning Facebook and Instagram advertising. And it's been a painful um, process because it's hard and I've burned a lot of cash, but it is so worth it because I feel like I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much. So I'm pretty sure the last, I think the last time I talked to you, I told you I was converting on my ads. So that's exciting, but I'm still not converting at a high enough rate where my life is like super changed yet. 
I'm only a couple of conversion points away in my ads and my closing rate where like I'm really big balling right now because the quality of leads that I have the skills to get are really high. Um, and, I, and I'm able to really retain the information. I'm really able to take the leads and put them in email subscriptions, Facebook groups, and Instagram following. So one of the coolest things from the last time I've talked to you is I've all of the Facebook advertising skills that I've learned over the year. I have now discovered and learned how to apply it towards my Instagram following. So I don't know if anyone's noticed, but a few weeks ago, three weeks ago, I had about 736 followers on my Instagram, okay? Today, about three, four weeks later, I now have over 3,000. Um, and I know exactly how I did that. Um, like I know, like I literally now know exactly how to get followers on demand. So guaranteed, if you continue to look at the Jam and Fitness Instagram page over the next forever amount of time, you're going to see that following grow a lot. Um, and those are secrets that I'm not really going to share with anyone. That's the secret sauce that's cooked up in my brain. That's the energy that I've invested in. That's the, that's the, that's the, deepness. That's the grind that I've been going through to get to these points of being able to share with you guys uh, proof of concept, right? The podcast, you guys have been with me so much of my growth. And eventually we're going to get to a point where none of this stuff is new and it's all proof of concept. And I'm talking out of like major experience. And I knew this was going to happen. This was a vision that I had and now I have the information and the secrets that people really want. Like I can replicate this Instagram process for people. This is legit. And it's actually not even rocket science. These are real followers too. These are real followers. I didn't pay for followers. This is strategic advertising to get eyeballs on my content. And when the eyeballs get on my content, they are loving the content. They are seeing the value. I've always known I was delivering high value to my people, but no one was seeing any of my stuff, right? And now I've got a system down in place that is dynamic. Now I'm able to acquire leads on demand. I'm able to acquire followers on demand. And that, and the followers is so important because first of all, I've got the systems in place to close Instagram followers. First of all, I've had multiple people slide into my DMs between 736 followers to 3000, a bunch. And I've closed a couple of people on just small ticket items. But I get a lot of DMs on random bullshit. I even got a dick pic from someone, dude. Some fucking weirdo sent me a dick pic. It was disgusting. I blocked them right away. It's totally rude, but I can only imagine people with these huge Instagram social media followings and they're just getting actually blown the hell up because <clears throat> between 736 and three over 3000, that's a couple weeks. I got a ton of weird ass messages. 
Right. But it's so the thing is, is Instagram is king. Instagram is king. When you've got a big following, a real following on Instagram, that is the ultimate clout. That's the ultimate clout. And people go to your Instagram like, oh, wow, that's legit. Like, I've already noticed people. I know this sounds wild, but I'm telling you, people are have already started to respond to me differently simply because I have a bigger Instagram following. Like for example, at my DJ event, a couple of the photographers and videographers were all getting along. We all exchanged Instagrams. It's all my Instagram. They're like, Oh, you've got a pretty big Instagram. Like they weren't saying that a couple of weeks ago, right? They might've been saying it was pretty good. Um, they weren't saying that, like, they weren't that impressed. And I can tell people are responding differently, which is huge. That's just better for credibility. Like when I'm creating ads and then they go to my Instagram, which is kind of like your, your website these days, that just shows so much credibility. Um, so continue to watch that following guys, continue to watch that. I'm going to have 10,000 followers on my Instagram, um, before the end of summer or the fall. The thing is, is that that a lot that does cost money. So unless I'm doing a lot of prom, like aggressive promotional hustle work, like people are sharing my stuff, I'm, I'm creating deals and more like collaborations, like those followers are real followers. I paid for the advertising. So the advertising got my content in front of the people and then they absorbed into my stuff as a follower. Right. So like that following was not free. So another thing is that when you see that following grow, right? No, that's all hard work. Like that following growing is literally all hard work. That's either strategic promotion or that's my hard earned dollars. I'm paying Instagram and Facebook to promote my stuff. And then people are seeing it and then following it. Right? So Benny boy is hustling. Benny boy is hustling. What else have I been up to? Honestly, I've added a brand new trainer to Jam and Fitness. Like, such a game changer, guys. People are seeing my vision. It's, it's happening. So I've added a guy from Canada. His name's Matt. He's going to be teaching some classes for Jam and Fitness. He's, he's joining the group fitness program as a group fitness instructor. And he is selling and closing leads for Jam and Fitness because I have the ability to get leads. And he's been selling these people. We're still working out getting the conversion rates higher, like I said. Like I've got work I got to do on my copy. You know, selling my own products tough. But once this guy started selling some of my leads, I noticed some of the things that I've been doing wrong, which has been so valuable. So I've got this new guy who, who's in his 40s, who's been doing training for longer than I've been alive, who's now part of my team. And the brand's just growing. The brand is just growing. So now I've got someone selling for me. Right. So I got my Oculus, got my Facebook, Instagram ads that are popping off. I got a new trainer for Jam and Fitness, right? Who's now selling for me and doing classes. But remember, he's not selling for me. It's a partnership. Like I am giving him so much value 
that it's a, that, that the reason why he's doing this is because I'm giving him so much value. He's not just like doing this, right? He's like, damn, like Ben, you've got an amazing operation. I want to be a part of it. Like that's how that goes. Sure. COVID helped me a little bit because they're still kind of fucked up in Canada. It's, it's weeding out now, but um, you know, he's been training people in his basement and he's been hustling his ass off and he deserves more like we all do. And I met him in my networking group. Remember I'm, I'm vice president of a networking group. And I met one person led to another, one person led to another who led me to this guy. We vibed, we've met a bunch of times now. And, and now he's part of the Jam and Fitness fam. Now he's part of the Jam and Fitness fam. So I'm going to keep going into detail as to what I've been up to. I'm going to share with you a little negative in my business, right? So I've been, I've been sharing all these positive Im images, which are positive, but I've been kind of dealing with some bullshit too. So I'm going to share that. Um, and then I'm going to share with you my, my list, my, my eight bad habits that you need to kill um, to help boost your metabolism. Um, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Jammin' Show. Appreciate y'all still tuning in. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed part one of the episode. Um, I'm, happy I'm, I'm happy I'm here. So I just shared with you guys a bunch of positive things, right, which is obviously awesome. You know, I'm focused on drama-free, low-stress environment. So um, I, I'm like, the name of my game is consistency, robotically consistent. And, and my pleasures, my, my life experiences comes from the money I make from the consistency of my, my craft. Um, right. But with that comes bullshit too. So, you know, I, I've talked a lot about my Amazon store too, and I need to step my shit up. I, I, I have been totally neglecting this part of my business. And what I mean by that is, I don't put in enough time. I don't put in enough time. I don't need to put in that much time, but it needs more time. Pretty much one of my strategies that was working really well, that I was boosting about, of course, that's how it goes, got totally fucked up. Pretty much, pretty much how it works is like with Amazon, like when, when you make a post, a, a product, right? If you look to the right and then scroll down a little bit, you see a button that says, um, do you have one to sell? pretty much. And then you can like sell that product. And you'd think like, that's kind of fucked up because like, like let's, for example, if someone has a really successful post on Amazon, it gets a lot of views. Um, you essentially can sell that product too. It's not always allowed though. So there are some type of stipulations, but sometimes there's not, it depends. It totally depends on the product and the brand and the situation. So they have this, do you have this to sell button because it helps drive better pricing for the customer. Amazon is designed for the customer. Everything after that is extra. Amazon is designed to create an amazing customer experience. Okay. So having multiple options to get a cheaper product is, is better. So they encourage uh, a free open market. But like I said, there's, there's situations like, if you're like a registered brand and like products registered, you can't do it or you need permission or it, I don't know. So pretty much what happened is I was selling a, an item 
on Amazon that was going off the hook. And I was doing this for a while. Um, and you know, it's fucked up as I even then bought more product to sell more, to drive up higher profit margins. And then these motherfuckers pretty much took the post down. <laughs> they pretty much took the, they took the post down. Now I've got all this extra inventory of product that was selling and now it's not. And then I've got a couple extra products that still haven't started selling yet. And, you know, a couple of days ago, I was like almost wanting to quit the Amazon business, but then I stopped feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, yo, this is on me. I need to get my head out of my ass. I need to spend more time on figuring out the ins and outs of Amazon. I don't need to spend that much time where it affects my schedule negatively. I need to do better about planning my schedule in advance and just being organized. And, and that's it. And getting smarter. Like that's what I need to do. I need to get smarter, more organized and more crafty. So I got a bunch of excess bulk inventory of shit right now on Amazon. Right. And I'm still in the hole. Remember a couple episodes ago, I was like, oh, it took me like a whole year before I hit profit. Well, that's true. But now I'm back to, um, you know, being frustrated um, because I, the, my, my products, my amp, my fitness products, Amazon don't sell that much because the eyeballs, it's the same situation with my social media and my products. And then the, the random shit I'm selling on Amazon, it's the same thing as well. Okay. And there's a way to get organic eyeballs on both without advertising. Also with the Amazon store and my e-commerce fitness equipment business, I don't have the capital to really grow my offerings, which would ensure credibility. I want to add more equipment styles and pieces to my fitness equipment business. But man, it's a chess match out there, man. It's a brick by brick operation. Unless, you know, I hit big with demand, which would be the best thing. Or I get like this big loan, which um, I'm, I'm definitely in the market right now for creating relationships with lenders because my business is a good place. I, I definitely can take money right now and amplify my operation conf confidently and make those payments back with interest. So I'm, I'm in that market right now, but also not forcing too much of it because my business is growing organically. That being said, an influx of cash would help just make a couple of quick adjustments in my Amazon business because it's part of the lack of um, uh, paying attention to detail. You know, money is energy. Money is energy. And if I had more money, I would easily be able to make these Amazon moves. A lot of these Amazon moves, I have to more costs it's it's more costs and part of me is just being slow because of the money what's funny is i make good money but because i'm constantly investing it into my business you know it's not as fat as i would like it to be all the time but it's weird because i'm making a lot of money because of the investments i'm making right so it's like i'm making more because of the investments but i have less because of investing you know eventually you know, my investments will be big enough where I could save, invest, and have a big checking all at the same time, right? So that's the negative that's been happening with my Amazon business. So it's not all just roses and, and walks on the beach, right? And before I get into my 
eight bad habits that you need to kill before your metab to, to help enhance your metabolism. There's a couple things that I like, I like to write down things on my phone to discuss either in the podcast or now in my snippet section, either silly or serious, whatever. And this one's actually from my snippet section. So there's the snippet section and then there's the podcast section. So ideas that I think of for my podcast and then ideas that I think about for my short snippets, because I think that I give good bite-sized pieces of information, but sometimes the podcast can be long, right? So here's um, a couple things I wrote down, right? And let's see what I naturally ramble on. So one of them is money is energy. Money is energy. Um, I learned this from one of my mentors, I think my catered fit mentor. So the owner of catered fit, someone said, I don't remember who said this one but it always stuck with me. Money is energy. And that is so true. When you're broke, you are tired. You don't think straight. Right. And then after you get paid, you just immediately have this boost of energy. Um, confidence is higher. You know, you want to go buy. It's hard to keep the money in the bank account because now you want to go and spend on some things that you, you needed. Right. So, you know, I want that energy. You know, I just want to experience in my life at some point having a big enough budget to really just truly do what I want. Life isn't all about money, but I'm definitely financially driven. I think I'm very much so a American capitalist at heart. Um, I'm a salesman. I try to make little to no excuses. And when the rules change, I might feel bad for myself for a quick minute, but then I put into perspective, these rules are for everybody and how good can you be with the new rules in play, right? So I just want to really, you know, get my stacks up, but then eventually get to a point in my life where I'm not thinking about money. I just, I, I want to be a leader. I want to be a leader. I want to keep being a leader. I want to lead by example. I think there's so much fucked up shit in this world i think um trends are totally fucked up i think hypocrisy is so bad that leaders don't even know how to lead and i'm trying to lead by example um starting from when no one's even following me and that's doing things that you feel is right even when other people feel it's wrong that's my entire business model um if I had to listen to people from the beginning, I wouldn't be here today. So, um, you know, I want to, you know, grow my financials so that I can be more responsible in society and then lead by example and make a difference in people's lives. The money is just the vehicle to get me to where I want, which is making a people a difference in people's lives and leading by example. Um, unfortunately, without the money, it's harder to do that. Um, so, you know, that's, that's me. My show is trying to figure that out, right? Another thing I wrote down is taking pride in being a good customer and client. When I go and buy a service or a product, one of the things that I focus on is being a good customer and client. And that doesn't mean being a sucker or, um, you know, 
like not negotiating or being closed-minded, but not being annoying, thinking about what it would be like to be in their shoes and then, or, or just being in your own shoes, right? In your own career, when you're dealing with the client, got your perfect client, right? Your ideal client, and then your annoying, not so ideal client. And I'm just so focused on not being the not ideal client. Um, this business, everything's all relationships and being a good client, being a good customer, part of it is you want to have a good relationship with your vendor or whoever it is. Because if you like the product, you want to go back and there's so much negativity and people are so triggered these days, man. Be good. Say thank you. Pay the price they're at. If you know what you're buying is leg like legit, don't try and penny pinch these people. Don't try and ask annoying questions that you know the answers to. Don't act like you're poor, right? Being broke is a is a mindset. It it's a reality, unfortunately. But like I've been poor as fuck. I've been poor as fuck. Like with nothing in my in my young adult days right in my 20s um and yo like I'm, I'm making moves to not be broke like with no money like i'm just hustling um you know and not everyone it's not as easy for everyone situations are obviously worse but being broke is a mindset, and if you want to get out from being broke, you absolutely can't, especially now with all the technology that we have, regardless of the situation. Like, you can be born in a really awful situation, right? Um, and it's not even your fault if you get, you know, hijacked in, in good intentions. But, you know, there's always a way out, man. There's always a way out. Just got just to battle. Just got a battle. Um, and then the last thing I wrote down is, I'll, I'm going to read it word for word. Fork in the road moments are critical. When you see things with a half glass full attitude, you begin to recognize more opportunities. So this is so true. You know, when you look at something with a half glass empty attitude, um, you know, you, you don't see the potential opportunities in so many other things. The reason why this is important is because life is a bunch of fork in the road moments. And your decision making at the fork in the road moments are what separates people and their, their history and what makes them successful or not. And being able to recognize opportunities what's a short-term opportunity what's a long-term opportunity and if you keep your mind open wide enough you discover opportunities all the time where you have to make fork in the road moments and those fork in the road moments are critical if you make the wrong if you make the wrong left or right decision it can lead you down it can lead you down a certain path that you may not want to go down. I'm so lucky to be in this position because I've had so many fork in the road moments. And the fact that it's led me 
to where I am today is just wild. But part of it is having a half glass full attitude, seeing a situation and seeing the positives of it, right? So with a glass of water, right? Instead of being like, oh, darn, I'm almost done with that glass of water. How about think of it as, ah, I just drank a full glass of water. I'm hydrated, right? Um, you know, oh, my, so, something changed. What can I do in the meantime, right? Just having a positive um, mindset towards situations gives you just so much more opportunity and then you just stress less. And, and one of the things, the habits that I tell people to kick to help boost your metabolism, stop stressing. Learn how to stop stressing out, okay? So now I'm going to get into this list. So I'm going to try and crank this out in 14 minutes. Let's see what I got. Let's see what I got. So um, this information is the combination of my experience and then my research. Um, I've cited my sources, but I also don't want to give my sources away. So this is the combination of some research and some insight from trial and error. So, you know, here I go. So this is eight things that, that you need to focus on to help boost your metabolism. So these are all insights that I help with people who are trying to lose weight, burn fat, right? All these things um, matter. All these things matter, okay? So first thing is, is, is breakfast. Okay. Stop skipping breakfast. Okay. This one's a tricky one I, <clears throat> because there's, there's a hybrid of fasting and then breakfast time. You know, it's funny because I, I certainly believe in fasting and cleanses. I sell a cleanse, <clears throat> which is fire. My Purium cleanse is, is bomb, <clears throat> right? It's really good. But a cleanse and fasting to me is more of a reset rather than um, something that should be done consistently. Like I don't encourage for, like to skip breakfast forever or, or not have lunch forever at all. Because what that does is that put your body in a fight or flight situation far too often. If, if you're skipping breakfast all the time, right? Eventually what that does, if you don't, so sure, if you're a pro and you know exactly what you're doing, this doesn't happen as often, but if you're fasting and you don't really know what you're doing, what will happen is your body will retain what it needs to survive because it doesn't know any better, these, these triggers, so when you're skipping breakfast, you're actually not flowing and digesting and metabolizing correctly. That being said, a cleanse and a fast is really good to reset and cleanse yourself, right? So if you years of eating a bad diet, right, a cleanse would be good because you're self-cannibalizing on yourself and, and really resetting um, your body. But for people who are trying to lose weight, 
I don't encourage people to skip meals. What I encourage people to do is have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I tell them to focus on foods that are nutritionally dense and calorically low. So low calories, high nutrition. That's the key. That's what I've changed over my years is, so when I was younger, I ate so much and my metabolism is through the roof and still is, but I've adjusted with my period products that have helped me. And now I eat less calories, but I eat more nutritionally potent um, sources of food. That's, that's the key. You want to keep that going. So, so stop skipping breakfast, people. An occasional fast is cool, but I don't recommend it, even for my people who are overweight. Um, a big mistake is neglecting weight training. Such, such a newbie move. Muscle and people's bodies who have a lot of muscle, and I don't mean big, thick diesel muscle. I'm, th- I'm talking about lean, healthy, functioning muscle that's supposed to be there, is a fat-burning machine. When you've got proper fat uh, muscle on your body, it is a residual fat-burning machine. It does more of the work for you. Just like mailbox money, just like residual income, right? You like to get that money just coming in just like you like that fat burning all the time. I'm constantly in a fat burning zone because I've got, because I'm diesel boy, no, but I've got muscle and I'm on top of my, my nutritional habits, right? Don't even need to exercise that much all the time because, well, first of all, I've been consistent forever. Um, since I was 15 years old, almost 30 at, at lifting weights, but I burn fat around the clock. Um, so when someone is overweight coming to me, I, we got to get to lifting weights and putting on muscle, um, in, in addition to the cardio, not just the cardio alone is not the move. It's certainly not the move, but you want to definitely add cardio to your routine, but weight training, absolutely critical for losing weight, but boosting your metabolism. That's the focus of this list is boosting your metabolism. Number three, not gearing your nutrition towards muscle building. So really comboing the first three together, right? What, styling your nutrition towards muscle building, which then triggers fat burning traits, which keeps your metabolism boosted and your digestive system cranking all the time. When I talk to people who are um, who are overweight, we we barely even talk nutrition because we focus more on exercise. And then I tell them to focus your diet towards building muscle, low calories, high nutrition. This strategy tends to work. Another big mistake is not drinking enough water. Not drinking enough water will will fuck up your metabolism. Again, it puts you in a flight a survival style mode. Because you need water to survive. If you're dehydrated, um, your body is not metabolizing all of the nutrition and everything in your body properly. Um, when think of it as when you drink water, you're flowing, and when you're not drinking water, you're retaining. So if you're not drinking enough water um, and you're eating foods that are dehydrating, it's going to be harder for you to burn fat because your body's going to hold on to the fat longer for energy. So drinking water is critical for boosting your metabolism. Another one, all right, I'm going to get, there's a couple of things I'm going to get into 
in a little more detail now. And one of them is stop stressing out. Okay. Just like not drinking enough water, being stressed out stuffs up your body. It does not allow you to function properly. Right. So cortisol is a natural stress hormone. Okay. It is responsible for regulating your metabolism. So it is so important to keep it low um, so that your metabolism isn't messed up. So it's for, your cortisol is produced in your adrenals and your adrenal glands. Okay. And it's produced when you're under stress. Again, this puts you in a fight or flight mode. Um, this causes your body to slow down um, and, and not function correctly. Um, it, it's just not, it's just, when you're stressed out, your metabolism gets slowed down tremendously. Um, your insulin begins to speed up. Um, cortisol, like cortisol will, will stimulate your fat and your carb high, uh, metabolism, creating like this urge to eat. Um, you know, you don't want that. You don't want to be craving sweaty, fatty, salty foods because you're stressed out. But then also I tell my people, don't weigh yourself all the time. Don't weigh yourself all the time. Just do the right things with confidence and then do your semi-weekly weigh-ins. This is the process that has worked better for my clients than checking regularly. And it totally makes sense because going to the scale and worrying about if you're a couple pounds less is a stress that you don't need. It doesn't help your metabolism, right? An excess amount of cortisol can lead to your body to produce less testosterone, right? Testosterone is critical for building muscle right? We don't want a reduction in muscle mass. So if your cortisol is high, your testosterone is low, your muscle mass is low, and your fat's high, that is a recipe for disaster. Instead, keep your stress levels low by focusing on the right things to do with confidence, right? Which will then trigger your metabolism to just function correctly. When your metabolism is functioning correctly, you won't crave foods. So it's so not only it's like you want your metabolism to function correctly to just function, but then also to not crave bad foods because then craving bad foods like fast food kills your testosterone as well. Having shitty foods like this actually kills your testosterone, right? So there's two reasons for that right there right um and we're gonna take a quick break if you want to learn about my last couple of reasons my last three things to help um to help improve your metabolism three more things you gotta you gotta kick right now to help boost your metabolism you'll stay tuned we'll be right back Welcome back to the Jammin' Show. I appreciate y'all still tuning in. Um, it's a long episode, so if you're still tuning in, you're really enjoying what I'm saying, um, and I appreciate you sticking around. So we're going to continue this list. We're at number six. One thing you need to avoid is stop avoiding dairy products in moderation. So 
Okay, so you don't want to have too much dairy. I don't drink nearly as much milk as I used to because I do think there is something to having too much. But I've always thought dairy was an interesting topic because there are people who encourage dairy. Then there are people who are totally against dairy. Then there are people who are lactose intolerant. Then there are people who like, there's no value in dairy. But then you go to Europe and everyone is like very lean there. And they don't do the same type of exercise as Americans do. Yeah, Americans are overweight, right? So in athleticism, Americans are, are some of the best athletes in the world. You know, that's proven through the Olympics and professional sports, like just being all um, American made and majority. But then we're overweight. And then in Europe and in other countries, they're, they're not. And Part of the problem there is the food regulations. America's food is shit. The rest of the world's is um, actually not poison, right? Um, and that obviously makes a huge difference. But there's just so much mixed information about dairy. And I really believe the key is having dairy in moderation if you can have dairy. Okay. So... I'm going to read something word for word from a, a snippet that I, I, I researched online. And I've always had um, my opinions on dairy, but I thought this was really interesting. So according to research published in the journal of nu the journal nutrients, people with the highest intake of milk, cheese, yogurt, and other dairy products had the lowest rates of obesity. This is part of a growing body of research linking dietary calcium to improved regulation of energy metabolism. Dairy products are known as metabolism boosters because they contain both protein and calcium. Put those two nutrients together and they help keep your muscle mass intact while promoting weight loss. Okay, so this is an interesting take here. So um, protein and calcium helps keep your muscles um, intact. And remember, muscle helps burn fat, right? So that's critical. Then you also need a little bit of fat in your day, right? You need a little bit of fat. You don't have too much fat. You need a little bit of fat to help think correctly, okay? So that makes sense. Now I'm going to continue reading. Studies have found that among people on lower calorie diets, which is exactly what I've been, I, I discuss. And then those who ate dairy lost more weight than those who didn't eat dairy. Be careful though. Dairy products like cheese and milk can be high in fat and calories, which could cancel out their metabolism boosting effects. Always read the labels. And then lastly, quote, dairy products are sometimes known as metabolism boosters in part because they contain both protein and calcium, both great for promoting uh, muscle mass and weight loss. So what I'm getting out of that is dairy in moderation because it has nutritional value in there. It has nutritional value in there. And that's really the key when eating really is knowing what the foods do for you and then observe their traits. Because a lot of foods are actually superfoods. Fruit, 
is a superfood. So if you actually studied the benefits of each fruit and then observed what they do for you, you would see that they actually work very, very effectively eating fruit towards specific catered goals. So if you can, I would eat dairy in moderation. I, if you, if you are someone who's active um, and you eat it in moderation, um, I definitely am on the team that it helps boost your metabolism, speed, your digestion. I eat yogurt all the time. I eat yogurt. I grew up drinking a lot of milk. Over the years, like I said, I've drank less milk. Some of the propaganda and the documentaries have gotten to me a little bit. But overall, though, I'm definitely on the dairy team and I'm never stopping eating cheese ever. Okay, so um, that's part of my list. And then the last two is stop sleeping in a warm room, right? I, I've talked about this multiple times. I talk a lot about sleep, right? But being in like a colder environment, not too cold, but just right, triggers um, um, your brown fat. It's called your brown fat which helps burn calories to generate heat. So those, that is the fat in your body that keeps you warm, right? It gets triggered to keep you nice and toasty. That takes energy, that takes calories, right? So when you're in a really sweaty, warm room, that's not ideal, but when you're in a nice, cool room um, and not even that much in like blankets and stuff, like kind of exposed a little bit, that is good for burning calories, and then lastly, man, not getting enough sleep. Not getting enough sleep will fuck up your metabolism. Um, one bad night of sleep will leave you feeling slow, not thinking straight, more likely to overeat. Um, you know, string together a bunch of bad nights and it can totally fuck up your hormones and it could totally fuck up your metabolism. And the name of the game is, is keeping your metabolism and your digestion just functioning. No, I hear adults all the time make excuses about I'm getting old, it's harder. That's true, but it's also false. With anything, literally anything, the, the phone I'm using, the laptop I'm using, the car I'm driving, as it gets older, it becomes less functional unless you add updates and you maintain it or you buy things to help boost it it's the same thing with an adult so if you're doing a bad job of taking care of yourself then an easy cop-out excuse is i'm getting old well i'm getting old too i'm almost 30 you adults you older people are in fucking trouble when i'm in my 40s training people man because if i'm ripped in my 40s and I hear that fucking excuse. I ain't having it. I ain't fucking having it. All right. So that's it. That's the jamming show. I hope you guys enjoyed. I feel like this was a quality episode. I'm sorry that it's been a couple of weeks, but I feel like I gave some quality information, some great updates on my business. I think this list on your metabolism is, is definitely valuable. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And until next, until next time, guys. Have a great rest of your week.